Before we begin today's episode, we would like to thank our sponsors. Without them, this podcast would not be possible at all. Swanshaw. They are the finest purveyors of kitchen units and shop fronts alike in the UK. So, if you need a brand new kitchen or a new shop front, consider visiting Swanshaw. You can find them on Instagram under the handle of at Swanshaw. Spill Digital. Are you currently in marketing mayhem? Need to give your marketing matrix a makeover? Is it all a bit of a mess? Look no further than the fabulous Chloe, founder and entrepreneur of Spill Digital. She'll make your mundane marketing magic again. You can find her on Instagram under at Spill Digital, or you can check out her website, spilldigital.co.uk. Now to today's episode. This episode is dedicated in loving memory to Ian Ihuthia Wachira. Hello and welcome to The Therapy Files. We are back, obviously, with my dear colleague, Callum. Hi, everyone. Nearly Dr. Jones. Yeah, nearly. Halfway. I'm, I'm just the D at the moment. Yes. Is it R? Still got the R still to go. Still got the R to go. <laughs> and, of course, we, we're back with Cathal for part two of mental health and masculinity. Hello so, again, guys. Hope everyone's keeping well today. Oh, brilliant, mate. It's great to have you back. Yeah. Excellent. We really enjoyed last week. It was so good to have you on. Yeah, we had um, a great conversation. Guys. I was buzzing myself after we had the chat. Like, it's just, this is the thing, you know, what we're doing now just discussing things that are obviously important to the three of us from all of our backgrounds, you know, um, from the short time that we've known each other. But it's just nice to have these conversations with anybody and everybody. And they're just so cathartic, I think, and so beneficial. And it's not that small talk isn't great. And, you know, I can talk to anyone about anything, but I just get so charged and so passionate about this. It's nearly like a, like spreading a, a wave or something, you know. It's, I find from chatting to you, I was bouncing off you, bouncing off me. And I have a feeling, even though the lads might know I'm, yeah, I'm in Ireland at the moment and you guys are in the UK, when I close down the screen and you go to do your thing, we're both still feeding off something from each other through the computer. Like, I think it's beautiful, you know? So thank you. Delighted to be back on again. stuff, isn't it, as well? Different locations. It's incredible. It's such a short space between both countries, but so so powerful, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, 100%, man. Sure, you know, now through Zoom, we could reach everyone around the world. Like, you know, it's, uh, I suppose, like everything in life, again, I don't believe in anything being evil or bad. It's just how we interact with it. And the internet is an amazing tool, you know? Don't get me wrong. And phones are fantastic and computers are fantastic. It's just when we overuse them, they can be a little bit detrimental. But I think it's fantastic being able to communicate so much and I would never even met Craig if it wasn't for Zoom considering we both work through Mentel you know an English organisation I'm the only Irish person on it but luckily can interact and join because I'm, I'm uh, using Zoom mm-hmm. uh, I think Mentel would be completely different without you Ah, thanks Craig I think it'd be, but it would be very different without everybody like I, I appreciate you that and I take a compliment for sure but I really do believe it takes everyone like everyone is so important you know and mm. it doesn't matter like there's because there, there's such a variety of facilitators again and people from all walks of life all different you know mental disabilities physical what it doesn't matter like you know whereas there's so much variety there every man I think is caught no one falls through the cracks when they come to mental I find because of that differences that everyone brings you know and there's been things that you said when we've been in circle together as well that's completely blown me away and I know it's made a massive difference to the person who you were sharing with like you're holding space for you know and yeah, we're both very lucky to have come to come in contact with Mentel and, and with each other through Mentel Craig absolutely and with Mentel on the subject of Mentel maybe we can tell the listeners mm. what it is sure sure yeah do, do you want me to do it or would you, would you like to do it you're more than welcome to kick off cool cool so yeah Mentel is a men's sharing circle I suppose that's kind of the simple 
simple definition for it. For those who don't know what a sharing circle is, it's a, it's a safe space where people can be vulnerable, express themselves in whatever way, shape or form they see fit uh, once they're not hurting anybody else. And, and all we do is hold space for people and listen. It's a listening and talking circle and, and really listening. Like it's not, I suppose no one's doing, no one does this on purpose. Like, you know, the art of conversation is very difficult to navigate sometimes, you know, because as human beings, as we spoke about in the last ap- episode, our feelings can get hurt so easily, especially when we're talking, because if you've ever been suppressed or, or bullied or put down, when someone cuts you off, even as an adult, even if they don't mean to, you can get this little mm, inside you, you know, or so the art of conversation, I believe is an art form and, and a skill set in itself. And, and my my perspective on listening changed completely when I joined Mentel, because I'd understood the concept of like level one listening and level two listening. So level one listening is what most people do. It. And it's no one's fault. Once again, there's no, no one's bad for doing this. It's just how we've developed it as human beings, where you're having a conversation and someone says something and when they're, since they're, they'll be about three or four words in and your brain will stop formulating something that you have in common with those four or five words or with the story and you will then start making what your response is going to be in your head even though you're still listening as well and then as soon as that person has stopped talking you will then immediately say what you were going to say and this is how everyone talks back and forth and this is completely fine level two listening is when you're listening to the person and when that capacity to start formulating your own answer comes into your mind you ignore it and you just continue to listen with depth you know and with understanding and then when that person has stopped speaking you then take the time to pause for a moment then formulate your response with all the information and then speak back to him again and you know that's that's what mentel is except when the person is sharing no one speaks until that person is finished talking it's so beautiful it's just crazy to have space to just be able to talk and then know that someone's listening non-judgmentally you know there's different rules that apply we don't uh discuss things like religion medication or or politics unless it's part of this person's story our football very true although from time to time businesses as well isn't it like i'm sorry to interject guys but like no not at all please do that beacon like where where i work a few other places there's like a thing on football because it can get quite personal can't it Cathal with with uh, Mm. particularly like uh, the in scotland um the Rangers, Celtic Rangers, Rangers and wow. Celtic, for example, it can be quite difficult, can't it? A hundred percent. People are getting killed over those. Yeah, they do. I'm they not really even do. joking, brother. Like you know yourself, like it's, but the same thing has happened in England as well. Everyone familiar with the Millwall and, and West Ham support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, football hooliganism. There's yeah, there's negativity can creep into everything. Positivity can creep into everything. It happens in football too as well. So yeah, people can be very passionate as well. And it's just once again, those topics are, aren't bad to discuss. It's just when we're dealing with people who are trying to be vulnerable and share and maybe have some traumatic issues already, well then it's easier to get triggered over things that like divides opinion. Like, you know, once again, politics where, you know, you can't even be friends with someone who doesn't agree with you anymore. This is the mentality, which is, I think is kind of scary it's so beautiful i love spending time with people who are have different thoughts and different viewpoints to me because i used to just spend time with everyone who, who thought the same as i did and then i realized i wasn't learning anything new and i was just becoming biased to what i thought was the right thing to do now i don't think i know anything i think about is right and i just try to spend as much time as, as with different people to get their viewpoints in life and then be able to try to make a more justified thought process i suppose because it's very easy to become biased and fall into a mindset where you do believe that your opinion is right you know i mean the only the only t- time that we do allow religion politics sport or medication into the discussion from what i remember is if it's pertinent to the individual story yeah yeah for sure and, I, and that's that's massive as well because for sure once again because we're dealing with the chances are if you're coming to a sharing circle you could be curious about what it's about but a lot of the time it's because you're searching for for a sharing circle like you know it's and all the men usually you join first day is like this is exactly what i've been looking for you know it's changed my life completely i started this kind of sharing work i suppose before i came 
sentimental because I started to realize that from an early age, I think I would have said this to you in the last episode that Joe, I was just I was just lying to everybody, you know, like lying to my friends about what I was doing because I wanted to be cool, lying to the teachers about why I didn't have my homework done, lying to my parents where I was the night before, you know, all so then I was just constantly lying. I didn't even know what the truth was. But then because I started because of my traumatic experiences, I started developing risky tendencies, like you know, like drinking, taking drugs, partying, doing anything that kind of fireworks that which are illegal in Ireland, you know, anything that would get really? I did not know that. Yeah, they're still legal in Southern Ireland as well. Like, yeah, 100%, man. It's, it's kind of strange. So, like, buying them, we would have bought them as children around the streets and stuff. Like, you're buying drugs as a kid, you know. But I loved that, all of that stuff, like, you know, because it gave me serotonin and dopamine releases, which I didn't have much of at the time, you know. Then I started worrying about getting in trouble with, like, teachers and the police and this and stuff. And then I was just always so worried about my mother finding out about stuff. So I started realizing, you know, about maybe the age of 18, 19, after I had a couple of mental breakdowns at that stage, that if I just tell my parents everything, and then there's no secrets. Well, then there's nothing to find out, like, you know, and then there's kind of, I can let go of this bag I've been carrying. And that was my first step into sharing and understanding what it was. And this is coining a mental term to, to lighten the load, you know, to share some of the baggage that you've been carrying around. And you know what? I shared it and it was fucking fantastic and everything was fine. You know, like my parents loved me. They just wanted me to be safe. That was all, you know, and every time I've ever had anything difficult to say to anybody or sharing mental, it's, it's the fear of doing it is much more difficult than the actual act itself. And this is like, backing again from last week that like fear is the beacon to go towards not to go away from you know it's like if something scares you chances are it's something you should be doing everyone's scared of being vulnerable and if and I, I haven't found anyone yet who hasn't shared wholeheartedly been vulnerable with someone in a trusting space that hasn't got benefit from it because obviously most people say well yeah one, once upon a time I shared I got laughed at well that's fucking not how you that's not how you how it's done like you know what I mean or, or like was made fun of or chastised in front of a, ma- a group of men this toxic masculinity as he spoke about last week. There's a very, very, very important word, two very, very important words that needs to be always concept in any of the work that we're doing, even right now, and that's trust and safety. Like, you know, that, that you feel safe, that you know that no one's gonna laugh at you or no one's gonna belittle anything you share and to trust that you're in a safe space and, you know, we have the best intentions for you. And once you feel like that, you can fucking do anything like Yeah. And I think that's why we have the seven principles, isn't it? Mm. So I'm gonna suggest that we try and name them off oh. the top of our heads okay. so i'm taking a back seat here listeners um, this is ah, non-mental uh, you could probably not- guess them as well uh, callum you'd be surprised like it's kind of stuff that you would want to have in place if you're running a vulnerable sharing circle so absolutely yeah. no I'm, I'm all ears guys so please educate me so we've got confidentiality Boom. very it? important so important because it makes the sharing safe when you know it's not going anywhere like yeah 100 percent. we've one. got free from advice we don't give advice Ooh, so beautiful as well my, one of my favorite favorite things i have to to stop you for one second to speak about this because it's a philosophy of mine now also as well because when i got so excited about like things like meditation and yoga and spending more time in nature and reading mental health books these things that like really changed my life really for the better i was like everybody has to do these things i was like they've done this they work so well with me you do you should try yoga you should do meditation you should do this you should should this word that i doubt try not to use in my vocabulary anymore which is should because who am i to tell anyone do anything because all i am all i can tell you is what my life experiences like but giving I don't like giving advice to people if someone asks me for advice these days I think I might have said this last week already again I'm just like but they say Carl what do you think I should do well, I say what do you think you should do and they, they tell me that and I said that's what you should do because I don't have a clue man do you know what I mean you know what to do I can't tell you but if you want to give me advice or if you want me to give you advice you should do what you what you think is right so that that's three yeah. two 
got respect, mm. which is a big one. Massive, in all walks of life, for everyone, everything, every living aspect in the world deserves this. Like, yeah. It's fundamental to the way this circle works, because we all come from different backgrounds and stuff. So, mm. And no hierarchy as well, in that respect Absolutely. as well. It's no hierarchy, so no hierarchy. Is that, is that also it? All for males. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, that, in, that moment, in that moment. Yes, exactly. All alpha males allowed, but then they just have to stick with the rules, and if yeah. they don't stick yeah. with the rules, yeah, then yeah. they have all, to... All welcome, but hold, hold off. Hold off. Yeah. If it, and we're hoping the alpha males come in, man. Yes. Like, it sounds that way. It sounds, it sounds like it's very inclusive, but hold off on the hold off on the, the hierarchical side, kind of. Yes, yeah, so here you bro. Exactly, man. Exactly. Hundred percent. We've got free from judgment. The only one I could, if you, I thought you were going to ask me to list them off top of my head at the start, and the only one I could think of was free from judgment, and that's so important. Again, man, Joe. Like, there's a, a definition. Of, you know, there's so many quotes in my head, definitions that, that have just struck my heart or struck my mind and just uh, imprinted in my brain. And one of them was a couple of years ago. It's a definition of love, and said love is the absence of judgment. I just think that's so powerful, and it's 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 funny this projection thing that we do again as well of how we treat ourselves, how we treat others. You know, it sounds all hippy dippyish, love yourself, love others, all this, but it's it's fucking on the money, like you know. And once I started stop judging myself, it made it made me stop judging others because I'd be realizing you know, in my head I'm like giving out to myself the whole time, and someone would do something, I'd be like fucking idiot, what the hell does he think he's fucking doing? Now he's doing this, doing this, letting someone down. And it's just it's a very toxic mindset. For I find so it works both ways. You judge other people, you're judging yourself. You love other people, forgive yourself, forgive others. So non-judgment is just imperative again, like to life. Because once again, we judge people based on not knowing anything about their background story. It's so unfair, like you know. So yes, no judgment, awesome. And one more, Craig, is it? We, uh, I think there might be two more. Okay, cool. We've got brief from commitment as well. Mm, that's that's an interesting. What do you want? What do you think about that one, Craig? Brief from commitment. Well, do you know what? Since the day I actually started at Mentel, I haven't missed a session. Yes, bro. Yeah, other, man. other than the fact that when I was a member, I mean, we're always members first, mm. but when I wasn't involved in facilitation at that time, there was no bank holiday sessions. Mm. So that's the only time we've missed mental. But I've been at every single one of them and my number has fluctuated between five and seven. Mm. It's never gone below a five. So that's good. Oh, man, that's a serious baseline, bro, to have, man. Like, you know, genuine. That's very yeah. impressive. And funny, like, because I think that's such an amazing thing to have done bro to have not missed a week you know and not missed a Monday that's the thing like because of my mental mindset you know and, and I have nothing but good intentions for everyone bro and I, ideally myself included but because I'd be so scatterbrained not, not scatterbrained like just going through emotions I suppose my anxiety my depression still coming at times you know that there is weeks I've missed you know and I haven't been able to come or I take on a lot of responsibility a lot of the time and then I find I commit over commit to things and then I start to freak out so you know I had those emotions coming up with me when they first asked me to be a facilitator because I said I might be able to commit to every Monday and they were like well brother that you don't have to like you know and even this summer you know uh, obviously I haven't been working in Mantel since start of May so I took the whole summer off and I will until September again when I go back to school I said that to Andy he thought it was a, you know he was like that's perfect man he's like no problem Andy is the, the uh, creator and one of the beginners of the Mantel company amazing man who Craig and I both well know he's an absolute fantastic human being beautiful guy who's only interested in helping men and changing the world and helping women too helping everyone he's just one he wants to help everyone is doing amazing but it, it felt it gave me like it unburdened me in some regard because then I'd be like just panicking about making it the whole time and then beating myself up if I wasn't making it and this and that like you know so it's just and Craig it's very interesting again man because yeah I might at from time to time say something that really resonates with people or with somebody but that's not as important as being there all the time man you know like so just as I'm what I'm saying for you again the difference you've made to mental just from being you and being there all the time I think is 20 
times more important than some of the stuff that I've done because you are there for everyone the whole time and I just think it's beautiful so just wanted to mention that to you also that's really kind of you Cattle but for me mental has become a cornerstone of mine mm. you know mm-hmm. on Mondays it's mental Monday night you know yeah that's, that's got a beautiful ring to it I think I think the, the other thing I'd say as well obviously again I'm outside the mental mm. but what I quite like about you, what you said Cattle as well it sounds, like, it sounds like one you're being really bounded which is essential but two it's really great that mental respect those boundaries as well and like you say as, you know, as somebody who works in school I'm a school's counsellor mm. summers are so fucking important aren't they you know that, that yeah. you recharge that's where you get things good you know you get your head back back where it is that's your time isn't it yeah 100% dude like you know what it is like before because I would naturally suppose be an extrovert as well I would have been like a hyper extrovert when I was younger where actually I couldn't spend time with, with by myself one because of my anxiety two because I didn't want to be in my own head and three because I actually love spending time with people as well so a big part of my journey is going back the other day and what are way of the spectrum and enjoying more of my introversion which I feel I do now as well so I still you know from spending I still spend a lot of time with a lot of people I do a lot of sharing and vulnerable conversations is kind of my I don't really do other conversations like you know so even though it's very beautiful and I love that it can still be tiring you know and mentally tiring when you're constantly sharing or constantly holding space for people as well but it's, it's beautiful I wouldn't have that in a way like you know but I just now know that I need to recharge from time to time and like you know we, I've had lots of people stay in my house as I said to you guys last week if every year I come this way once that wasn't just I'm not talking shit when I say that about wanting people to stay that goes for anybody like if someone was passing through and wants to have a night to hang here and have a good conversation like there's a spare bedroom here that, that's the whole point of it but we've had lots of people recently and now we're delighted just to be back to ourselves and you know doing debates watching Stranger Things at night time holding hands talking to each other so it's kind of balancing those things man as you said with the summer holidays and teaching is a very 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 mentally challenging work if you're doing it right I believe you know because you're holding space basically for 20 to 30 children at a time maybe 6 or 7 times a day and I think if you are a good teacher that's exactly what you're fucking doing you are holding space for the kids to be creative for them to express themselves to say things to not to be told to be quiet shut up sit down like you know these fucking detrimental things don't get me wrong there has to be organisation in the class it can't be like someone just standing up expressing themselves by jumping around and roaring and screaming like you know but I just think sometimes kids are, are told no or that's wrong too many times but anyway sure. different conversation maybe <laughs> no, totally definitely. totally Mink. and the last one we have is we're free to listen you mm. don't have to talk yeah that's good I think there's some sort of real agency in that mm. that we offer that to men that they can join the circle still be a part of mental and not have to talk mm. they can just get uh, into it and, and settle into the circle before they share themselves mm. yeah. yeah that one is a fucking whomper as well man oh my god I forgot that and it just hit me so hard because for someone who loves public speaking and like you know the first couple of times you share fuck you know yourselves guys from having fun with conversations the first few times you do it it's so clunky and hard like you know you just don't know and everyone this is why like everyone is so different but I still find some of our fears are so general so you know if you've ever taken part in a sharing circle where it's like literally going clockwise or something like that maybe or you're sitting in a circle and someone starts speaking and you know you might be eight in the circle and they're talking you're not listening to what they're saying you're just shitting your pants about what you're going to say and you're thinking yourself about what you're you're starting to sweat and then by the time it comes to you you haven't really listened to anybody and you're so terrified of having to speak then you don't even know you're sweating like it's such an uncomfortable position to be in even though if everyone is like super lovely and shared you know holding space for you so like if you are you know it's difficult for someone who's just like gone from normal toxic male masculine
masculinity, growing up in a normal place in the world where like talking, sharing your feelings, being vulnerable, just not part of your forte at all. To suddenly going into a place where this is all safe, it can be really jarring and hard, you know. So just being able to come sit, see what it's all about, not have to have the pressure of talking. Like that's changed people's lives by itself. Like, you know, it's like it's fucking amazing. So yeah, that's great, Craig. Thank you for bringing up those principles and oh, helpful okay. for me and helpful for everyone listening. I think that's fucking you can just live those principles in life. Like I mean, another part of what we do as facilitators, we always say, even though we are facilitators, we're always members first. And we can mm. make that decision whether we facilitate that evening or not. We have the ability to say, I'm just coming in as a member tonight. Mm. Um, not, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think that's important because mm. it allows you to know your boundaries. Mm. Um, so if you've had a particularly difficult day and you're not in the space to hold space for others, that's the power of the circle. Mm. Others will hold space for you. Yeah, yeah, man. It's fucking like the best run organization ever, as you can hear from all that stuff. Man. And then there's viewers of facilitators, co facilitators. So even if you get triggered in the middle of the circle by someone else's story, one of the other boys has got your back. He can just take over, no problem. Then there's someone who's shadowing as well. They can, you know, show some questions in and like it's just and it's the, that's the thing the, the people in the circle then end up doing most like it's the circle does the work that's the quote from mental let the circle do the work at the start I was like maybe saying too much stuff or trying to make the other person feel better I got great advice there's another guy called James there's loads of people on this facility that are amazing man he was the one who actually he was my intro to mental he'd started doing this work himself knew me from we met back in Burning Man uh, like seven, eight, eight years ago in America and we were kind of been friends since uh, he's an amazing guy as well you know lives, with, lives by his heart dies by his heart puts himself out there and just genuinely cares for the wealth and for, the, for people to be taken care of and yeah he got me into mental as well like so it was, I'm, I'm blessed from him to be able to have met him and, and got into the group together you know and I just think it's just yeah it's just ran so well as I said once again and and yeah just can't speak highly about it how did you start to get involved with mental to begin with? So don't... James, uh, like I said, met James in America uh, a few eight years ago, and then he, we became good friends. A good friend of ours, Sean, was really tight with him as well. So he came over to visit. We went over to visit him, and you know, like really cool dude as well. Like yeah, great friend of mine. Can't speak. He's a firefighter actually as well. So he's he's uh, you know maybe a ma masculine aspect as well. He's super soft where he'll tell you all about his feelings. But he's also a fucking beast where he'll be pulling people out of fires and type of person you want to be a fireman he's a fantastic friend of mine and James just thought that I would be a good facilitator and that if I was interested would I be interested in doing this at the time I was like starting to understand that giving back you know living for other people was very satisfying and, and you know not only could I have the opportunity to help other people I could probably be helping myself it's you know the best teachers are still learning the best healers are still healing because I've been on that journey I might have the capacity to help other people but by no means am I a fucking finished product or do I see myself or think I am and that's why I don't want anyone to think that I love I'm like that because I don't think that's the case with anybody. I don't think, I think we're all just fucking human beings, you know, and we're all, we can all help each other out and we all have the capacity. We are our own healers as well. So it's not like, that's the thing. I don't want to tell anyone how to heal, but if my story or the words I say helps them heal themselves, well then that's, that's awesome, you know? And uh, I just came on as a, as a, as a member, obviously for the first time, met the crew, Chris and other people as well, and just thought it was cool. You know, like I didn't, I suppose I, I, you know, I wasn't, not that I wasn't blown away. I was, but like I've shared, I've been doing the sharing before, like, you know what I mean? So it was, it was just brilliant to see it and then just to see new 
people my favourite thing is just new person new person new person and then they're just you, you know there's feedback one of, the, one of the guys Craig not, not this Craig but a different Craig puts up there is uh, another Craig uh-huh. there is like yeah Craig 2.0 <laughs> <laughs> clone yeah 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 but it's just lovely to see the feedback and it's guys are like wow I just was blown away by this stuff never been in this space before never shared never been vulnerable thank you so much and you see people going from you know suicide tendencies one twos like then they're then they're suddenly eights like I've been part of that process and then just we'd all be just on the, on the call crying like you know or laughing or whatever it's just fucking amazing man so I'm hopefully at some stage I'll be starting a, a physical circle in my in my hometown that's the plan like you know so I'm loving the zoom and once again can't get you know it's great but also when I'm teaching all day you know I'm being at, at work I just, I'm not a big screen fan like you know so I do find it difficult also as well because when you're facilitating even on a circus two hours you're kind of on for about three which is which is cool again like but I just love interactions face to face you know physicality aspect as well but yeah. at the same time I'll always be part of the Zoom meetings I'll always be there if men tell me need me for that because we've had people from America India England Ireland you know fucking all over the world and that's that's what we want again like you know helping men all over the world not just in England I or Ireland 100% agree I started how did I start with mental because mm. I remember signing up first and receiving emails for a couple of weeks mm. I didn't join then but what made me join was the fact that I got rejected from my first counselling course for my level 4 mm. I thought okay what I'll do is I'll apply to be a facilitator mm. I applied to be a facilitator before I joined my very first circle how wrong I was to do mm. that because I of course I thought I've got the counselling skills I've got some experience I can jump straight into this hell no no it doesn't work that way you have to do a minimum of four sessions first as a member and I probably I, I was a member for about a year probably before I even was taken on to the programme I, I was probably taken on to the facilitator pathway I think in December just just gone so yeah. I've only really been a facilitator for about six months technically speaking I'm still a shadow I've not officially moved up to code yet mm-hmm. last week I ran the full circle wow. in Hold front on. of Chris oh wow no way man yeah. cool. Chris if you're listening he, he is our development coach can you yeah. send this episode to him? oh I sent the shout mm-hmm. yeah um, he is our resident therapist isn't he I suppose yeah man he is yeah Chris is a very very powerful dude as well like you know he's from Scotland cool guy and yeah he's good but you know he's he's kind of like I don't want to say the father of the group like you know not the relevance of his age or anything but he I suppose he's hilarious he's got a good sense of humour he's also make sure that everything's done that the T's are crossed the dies are dotted and stuff like so he's the one who gives the go ahead then if someone's going to be a facilitator or not at the end so obviously like yeah even though there's no pressure it's a safe space to do I could understand when he says that that obviously Craig wanted to be on his on his best skills but I'm sure you were you did amazing actually I saw it in the group that you did amazing you led the group and everything was fine bro yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I, I, I initially started with James as mm. my mentor like you and I I was leading circle by the end of working with him but then of course he was only doing the face to face circles in Congleton of all places yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and in crew so I had to then change over to Matt who is actually brilliant have you met Matt yeah Matt yeah I, Matt I was working with him for a while Gary I was working with for a while as well uh, James mention all these names man all fucking top top blokes like you know just can't speak highly Matt is a legend as well like what a lovely guy me, me and him me and him have kind of a, sh- a similar story background story as well lovely guy one same again these lads are like you say no commitment but these dudes don't be missing circle either like you know they're amazing like Gary's the same as well like I was under him mostly for most of my uh, training and uh, Stu as well was his co-host who's also these two guys couldn't meet nicer gentlemen as well like you know same as everyone at Mentel fucked up stories you know got their shit together trying to get 
their shit together, helping men, helping each other. It's just yeah, such a cool, good crew. Hopefully, there's isn't there something there's meant to be some meetup actually in, in there's a meetup in September. Am I right in saying that? Something like that. Yeah, something along those lines. Uh, yeah. So that should be good. I haven't thought about that for a while. Hopefully, I can make it over. It depends if I'm if I'm working or whatnot or how that works out. But I'd love to. That's the reason I just that came to my mind is because I'd love to meet all these people yourself included face to face, man. You know, mm. it would be good. You really bring, nice. bring me along, something from the mental. We could have a pint. Yes. Oh, no. dude, man, Callum, you're just you slot right in there, bro. As well, like, you know, you, know you, would, like, you wouldn't even need the training. No, no. I'd <laughs> <laughs> never be so arrogant. But no. yeah, I would certainly, I would, I would more than earn my way. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know what I mean. The conversation, bro, it's just this because what we're talking about. No, that's all it is. Again, you know, you're bread and butter every day, dude. You know. And I, one thing I do like about Mentel is how it promotes itself through various campaigns, like mm. turn your bar or your office blue. And I really yeah. like, you know, it has like loads of beer mats and things oh, like that. Oh, is it? That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The graphic design is amazing. Whoever it is, the graphic designer for that stuff, I'm big. My girlfriend's a graphic designer. She's a massive creative mindset. You know, I told you in the last episode, I'm trying to spend more time there myself. And I love, I used to do a lot of cartoons when I was a kid. I still do lots of drawings as well and stuff. I write, try to express myself through drawing. But that graphic design for Mentel is amazing. And the name, as soon as James told me Mentel, I was like, Mentel, that's fucking genius, man. You know, it's like so good. So simple, isn't it? But so simple. Oh, dude. Like, yeah, They're the best ones, though, aren't they, Kathleen? When, they, when you, when you, when you, simplify it but also make it powerful you know 100% like for sure like yeah yeah the, what was there was a what was a documentary that was recently made it was about like the plastic in the oceans really controversial it was really popular as well it's a Netflix documentary oh I know which one you mean yeah I can't remember the name of it I know which it, one you mean though yeah not, you know one is like Cowspiracy it's by the same group it's like something oh I can't remember the name Seaspiracy like, Seaspiracy was that the one yeah Seaspiracy that's it and someone was saying like <coughs> it was like a meme going around as well it's like they dropped the ball Seaspiracy they could have said conspiracy wouldn't have been way better so like yeah versus seaspiracy I thought it was funny like I would run after tongue like you said like mental maybe a bit more like but interesting yeah. so uh, that that is mental in a nutshell I yeah. suppose I feel very edgy yeah. and, and yeah. I would encourage you to come on as a member and just experience it. Sure, time. definitely. I think yeah. more for me is, is, is not the case. I've not wanted to. It's more fun than the fucking time. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. I've got a two-year-old daughter, Cathal. I'm doing a PhD. I work. I have a private counselling practice. I podcast. But time is not time is a thing. But when I when I do have more free time, you can yeah. expect to see my face. Excellent. <laughs> for sure, man. And dude, like that's, that's you know, if you, if it's like funny, like, you know, say for example, if you were like, right, I'm going to go to Mentel to help see what it's all about and have a good time. Do you know, if you're doing all those other things, you're probably putting yourself under pressure going to Mentel yeah. And then it has the opposite effect of what it's meant Absolute, to have. Yeah, you know? exactly. So exactly. it's not. There's some of my people. You know, people are like, "Oh yeah." When I talk about it, they're like, "Yeah, I should really do that too as well." It's like, dude, it, you know, do it if you want to, man. It's like, you know, it's no, there's no pressure again. Just because I'm doing it doesn't mean you need to do it, or you know, just because it helps me doesn't mean it's going to help you. Or also, everyone gets the same thing off different things. And we spoke about this last week again. Like, you know, I could get a connection to love through nature. Someone else might get it through, you know, a video game. Or it doesn't. These things different. It's all different. Or just because some person does something, I think, doesn't mean it's going to not necessarily work for anyone. But I would. Would recommend anyone who's listening and who's interested in, or anyone who's struggling a little bit you know or doesn't know about this kind of uh, opportunity like it's just it's so easy to try it for the first time though like you know and uh craig like you mentioned there about having email in your you know been sent email for weeks before you join that's a super common story as well like because taking the first step with anything is always difficult like you know i'd be telling some of my friends about counseling for years and years and years and you know it's, it's very easy for us to say again like for fuck's sake why wouldn't this guy just go to counseling you know but it's like dude the, the fear the struggle to even start 
thinking that if you've buried that trauma and all that stuff down so deep to start even peeling back the layer a tiny bit is fucking terrifying if you've never done it like you know so it's opening a wound isn't it Cathal it's opening a fucking giant wound you know you think, yeah. you think if that's been scarred over you know you open mm. up the worst wounds to worst wounds to confront can't they mm. you know buried bro buried and, and we work so hard to bury them as well and put so much effort into them we really feel like it'd be a waste of time to unbury them again like you know but for me it's, it's what set me free like you know yeah and I suppose in the last to next section I just mm-hmm. we just had some general questions sure, that man. we'd answer as a as a, uh, a trio uh, for listeners first question was do we consider ourselves to be masculine and have we experienced toxic masculinity dude I, I'm happy who would like to go first? You can if you like. You go first, buddy. Yeah. You want me to go first? Okay, yeah. It's a good question. If you asked me this years ago, I'd say no, I'm not masculine in any way. But as I, as I've gotten older, I've realised that as a, as because particularly as well when you tell somebody you're a counsellor, it doesn't really ooze masculinity into <laughs> what's hold of. But actually, more than anything now, I, I would say yeah. You know, it's my job to protect people. It's my job to make sure people are okay, keep mm-hmm. them safe. Obviously, I'm a breadwinner for my family. Active in sports, mm-hmm. aggression sports as well. So I would now, if you asked me now on this day, and I would say. Absolutely. Yeah, completely masculine. I wouldn't say I'm totally. I think I'm very, very, in many ways, how I look, I'm quite effeminate. And I'm mm. quite quite happy to say that. But yeah. in, in other ways, I think I'm, I'm definitely very masculine. And uh, have I experienced the toxic masculinity from what we spoke about with my school? Probably my whole life. Probably yeah. my whole life. And I think like many people, and I assume this is the same with mental health as well, it's only when you kind of really start peeling back the layers and seeing other people experience it and you think, fucking hell, so do I. You mm. know, and you really start attaching your own story to it, don't you? Mm. Yeah. Well said, bro, yeah. I mean, for me, I've always consider myself as a male but I wouldn't say I have always been the traditional masculine male however what I will say is the fact that I am in touch with my emotions now and the fact that I am quite a very proud feminist makes me more of a man than if I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I've learned to redefine masculinity for myself mm-hmm. and as a wheelchair user I would say that I haven't had the traditional experience of masculinity yes i've experienced toxic masculinity but my presentation as masculine as a wheelchair user hasn't been as prominent as i would have expected mm. it's probably because i'm constantly requiring support from people for certain things yeah. or you know i've grown up around groups of adults when i was doing loads of physio at school i didn't go out to play with everybody else i did physio instead um, and therefore i got more used to the company of adults predominantly women and yeah but you know what I am masculine in some ways I have desires like most men I have passions like most men and I would say that masculinity for each individual man is what one makes it mm. be honest yeah right. Yeah, well, bro. Yeah, dude. Hundred percent. You're a fucking man, bro. You're you are the man. You're a strong man. You know. Like, already established this last week with you. Man. Yeah, we've already said this, man. You're a fucking legend, dude. Like, <laughs> like yeah. And same for you, Callum, as well, man. Like, you know. And, and yeah, it's I, like uh, different with the femininity aspect again as well. You just like you just look like someone who takes care of them. So I love your. I just saw your tattoo as well, man. Yeah, uh, big uh, big superhero fan, my friend. I can't quite show you. But... Oh, cool, man. Beautiful. Yeah, big, big superhero fan. Yeah, yeah, very, very. I'm a big fan of. I like superheroes too, bro. I like color tattoos in general, and I just think it they look super. 
super well, like real big colorful sleeves, man. So yeah, like that's another form of expression. I think that could be masculine or feminine. You know, this is the thing again, like even though I really enjoyed it in the last episode, you guys had definitions. We discussed those things. That was really cool. Like, you know, I, th- I think your, your format in general is awesome. Like I went back and listened to some of your podcasts, obviously, since I've I mean, it's so cool. I just, once again, the logo, looking it up on Spotify, so cool, so legit. Just like, as I said to, to Craig by message like that, I just think I'm so proud of you guys because it's just, it's about fucking doing it, man. Do you know, like, we can talk about shit all day long, but unless you're doing it, talk is fucking cheap. Like, so you're putting yourselves out there, you started off, and you know what? Just keep doing it, man. And you just keep racking up the content because that's what we need, like, you know, this content being out there because there's plenty of other stuff that's talk about toxic masculinity out there too, as well. And like I said, there's a time and a place. We talked about it last episode, not vilifying it because, first of all, do I feel like a man? Fuck yeah, 100%. But same as Callum now, like, do you know what I mean? Wouldn't have necessarily when I was younger because of getting bullied, because very, being very close to my mother, because I was very sensitive, like, cried easily, this kind of stuff, like, you know, so I was fighting that all my life. Did I experience toxic masculinity? 100%. But I also was the toxic, toxic masculine myself for a long time as well, you know? I was always, I could always just play both sides, man. So I could be hanging with the cool kids, slagging the not cool kids, and I'd be with the cool kids, slagging the, or not the cool kids, slagging the cool kids, man, like, you know? I was just I loved everyone I didn't want to participate in bullying but like you know as every bully ends up becoming it's like because you're either going to get bullied or you're going to be the bully like you know and I've been bullied long enough I wanted to hang with the cool kids which was toxic masculinity unfortunately bro you know what I mean and even into my adolescence into my early 20s as well I was still I suppose the mindset around like women and having sex with girls and and being validated as a man that was my forte for sure as well like it became my identity in some regard you know so but was did I feel like a man when I was doing that yeah for sure now I look back at it and realize not that it not only was it a facade, I actually didn't feel like a man. You know what I mean? When I wasn't with my friends. When I was with my friends, felt great. When they were gone, hollow. You know, now I'm like fucking feel strong, masculine, and I'm the most sensitive I've been since I was a kid, most aware, and I feel the strongest physically and mentally. So yeah, I just think it's it's you know, three different lads talking about are we feeling it? We all are different, we all have different definitions of it. That's what it is, man. It's a fe- masculinity is a fucking feeling, you know, it's not a definition. If you feel masculine, then rock on. Especially if you're feeling masculine and helping the world, not helping other people, then that's even better again. If you're feeling masculine and hurting people and you know you think you're better than someone else and you're not feeling masculine you're feeling arrogant so it's a different thing altogether absolutely no I completely, I completely agree yeah. so next one's an interesting one isn't it Craig would you like to ask me it yeah <laughs> specifically for the qualified therapist in the room yeah. <laughs> start hiding now um, <laughs> what, so, masculinity in counselling that's a statement ooh that's a good that's, that's a very good question I would say that I, I'd say does it, do you mean does it exist in counselling yeah yeah absolutely and uh, as a therapist I encourage masculinity I think mm. I think as myself mm. as a therapist I'm certainly I'm in a position of power I'm in a position of where I have to some in some regard obviously it's boundary but be a protector for my clients if they're men or trans men I always encourage them to be masculine If we spoke about this Catholic about last week women have masculinity as well and yep. that to be there I think it's a huge way for people to survive, you know what I mean? As femininity is, you know what I mean? They're both equally important. It's not something we should shy away from. It's very important to, in counselling, just like in the wider world, is get the complete definition between what is being masculine, which is good, mm. and being toxically, you know, displaying toxic masculinity, which obviously is, is negative. And uh, yeah. I think if I was in my therapy room, I, if it became toxic, I would be congruent, which means honest, and call that out and say, you know, it feels like that's quite a toxic way to, to express yourself, other than being actually masculine. I find it interesting because we, we talked about alphas last week. I think I said 
said this last week, I've always seen myself not as an alpha male, and I don't mean this in a, in a destructive way, I've always seen myself as more as a, of an omega, uh, a bit of an outcast on the side, but can be masculine when needed, if that makes sense, you know. Uh, which I think kind of applies quite a lot to a therapist. Obviously, mm. I'm speaking to me myself there, my, my therapies and colleagues might say different. But also, just to rack it onto that question, men as counsellors, are yes. there many? <laughs> there, there are a lot more than there used to be, but it's still very, very, it's still very, you know, predominantly female. There's a lot less, there's a lot more men coming to therapy now, but still nowhere near as many as they should be. And that's still, it's great, and like you said, Kathleen, last week, great strides are being made, and hopefully we can keep plugging this, but it's still a worrying amount that are not doing. You know, that's that's what I would say. Mm. Yeah. And uh, just a, a side question. Mm. Counselors with disabilities, are yes. there many? There are, but again, not as many as there should be. Mm. You know, mm. you know, and actually, men with disabilities as well, mm. so there as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that phrase you used, which pushed me to do level two. Unintentionally. I mean, Unintentionally. I yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't me leading <laughs> him there, like with the right... <laughs> oh, to... God, no. No. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, no, yeah, definitely. It was the push in the right direction. Yeah, so. definitely. It's so important, isn't it? Because yeah. there, there is a, uh, a big populace there that aren't being represented. Yeah. Oh, Hundred percent, and it, do you know what? Like, it's it's so important. That just first of all, it's cool that what you said about discussing it as a counselor because it is a very powerful emotion for a man to feel, yeah. and I think it's our homeostasis feeling in some regard. Like, and if we're not feeling that, I, I felt I was lacking because I wasn't feeling it. But my love, my softness came with my masculinity as well. Like, you know, it's like a complete thing in some regard. Like, and then talking about counselors, like, yeah. So if you're doing a sharing circle work, ret work, different aspects of places where there's going to be vulnerability and sharing, some people unless they're you know in a certain space so like some guys need to have a female therapist I think yeah. because they maybe have issues with their father or masculine aspect where they don't feel comfortable sharing some men need male counsellors because they won't feel comfortable unless they're sharing with a guy vice versa so it's so important and for people who might be disabled or have a disability to be able to share with someone if they go talk to you Craig but then they know that there's someone who has maybe a better understanding of them it's about being understood is a massive part of counselling as you know yourself Callum, like, yeah. or any sharing work if you understood and Sometimes, you know, depending on what life you've lived, you mightn't have anything, not necessarily in common, that doesn't matter, but like empathy with the counselling as well. So that's why we need a variety of fucking counsellors, of men, women, everybody. Yeah. You know? so totally right, mate. Totally right. And that's that's the key thing with counselling. And one of my criticisms, Cathal, for the therapy I've always said to you, haven't I, Craig? It's been too over the, it's getting better, but over the last, mm. like it kind of it kind of got popular in the UK, or with UK and Ireland, I would say, properly, kind of the 70s and 80s, where it properly, it was, it was big in America in the 60s, came over, because obviously we've always had that stiff upper lip attitude haven't we in kind of the, 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 the west of Europe I would say now it was always kind of middle class women who did it and that's not a criticism more of an obstacle yeah no I agree yeah. and now we're finally having a bit of a it's a slow shift but a bit of a shift where we're now seeing more for example myself I would class myself as very alternative looking I have nose piercing I have tattoos I'm working class I'm young I'm male I don't fit that stereotype of what a therapist should be in terms of the, the conservativeness so there definitely is a shift coming and it's mm. something that needs to be continuedly addressed you know what I mean unless yeah, of course sure. you buy yourself a therapist jumper. Or if I buy myself a therapist jumper, yes, of course. <laughs> Inside yes. joke, that Cathal. Yeah. Oh. There seems to be this thing, right? I don't know why, right? When you become a therapist, you literally do start buying jumpers. Like, it seems to be this thing. As soon as I became oh. a therapist, I fell in love with turtlenecks. I don't no. know. It's <laughs> deep into your psyche somehow. I don't know what it is. It's like, I suddenly am like, oh man, that old man jumper with wool on. Bit of me, that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it, it just seems it, to happen. It's a, it's a role, man. You know, you're like stepping into it, feeling it out for sure. I can see that, man. You definitely rock fucking cool turtlenecks as well bro no doubt probably cool purple ones and different coloured ones and yes form <laughs> of expression too and, and it is important man to, to look the way you do and, and I have no doubt you're a great counsellor bro like you know because any kid from the age of 14 to 30 who's going to walk in and see you they're going to be oh this guy's cool like talk to him you know yeah, because yeah, cool. and that, I found that as well and that's not true in my own trust tooting my own horn I think they like 
yeah. I'm young, I'm male, alternative-looking, yeah. expressive, and I think that kind of helps them in schools go, oh, not so different to myself. You know what I mean? For sure, man. So important, dude. Yeah, for sure. And that's why, man, that's a very, very important part of your counselling, no doubt, as well, like, you know? Yeah, of course, absolutely. I can verify from my own experience, having worked with Callum on mm. personal development, that this dude knows what he's talking about. He's mm. Thanks. Oh, no, man, of course, <laughs> dude. On camera, but I'm blushing right now. Uh, <laughs> in a good way, in a good way, not in a bad way. Healthy, uh, healthy comments about good things people do, bro. It's like we some as it happens in Ireland loads. It's similar in, in the UK too as well. We don't take compliments very well, like you know. What I mean? no, like, you know and I, I'm now I'm just like I can soak them up. But I can say, but I still have a tendency then to be like, oh, go away, this or that. But like I, I know now, so I can, I can take it. And I'm very happy, like you know, to take praise, of course, because we should. Because there's a difference between egotistical and pride, and I, I didn't think there was for such a long period of time. So anytime I felt pride, I was like pushing it down. I was like, no, no, I don't want to think I'm better than somebody else. And I was just hollow. And now I'm like, yeah, I am good at this. I fucking, I am good at it, and I feel good about it, doing it. So yeah, that's cool. But I don't think I'm better than anybody else or. I'm cooler than anyone else because I do it but feeling good about yourself and what you do and if you help the world is a good thing man you know and I think the last question was our experiences of how toxic masculinity has affected our mental health yeah. and the experience of it do you want me to want to go around the same way again do you want yeah. me to yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the you, have, um, you haven't spoken much in this true true no I haven't no that's a good point so yeah I think I think for myself I, was, I, I don't know if I did I tell you last week Cathal Craig knows I've got bipolarity bipolar I did yes. tell you didn't I last week yeah so yeah, I have yeah. I have obviously bipolar disorder I also have um, I was diagnosed with autism when I was 14 like functioning so I, I would say my experience of toxic masculinity although I wouldn't say it directly has impacted my mental health in terms of it's not caused the bipolarity that more came through trauma and obviously mood and chemical regulations. I would certainly say being put in those situations where I was bullied, you know, where you were you're a boy, you fight back, and you know, if you're you're not a man, if you don't fight back, I would say it definitely definitely influenced that because I wasn't a fighter, you know. And when when you put in that situation, you kind of like, well, you're supposed to fight. You're like, well, what do I do? And then obviously a bit like yourself, Cathal, I was quite an emotional child. I was very into myself. I was very kind of uh, a big thinker, which possibly conjures from sensitivity, maybe from the undiagnosed autism. You know, I always lived in my own little world. So I, I would say that it definitely, you know, I think I said to you guys last week is remember sitting there one. One, one night and thinking what went wrong with the factory you know what I mean because you, you think you, you you get this stereotype of what a man should be and you think well why am I not fall, falling into those that bracket you know you do you think like did a machine did a cog part go wrong am I am I did something go missing and it, it takes a long time doesn't it when you start realizing as you get older especially because I came from a working class environment that that's not actually it's normal in terms of the class system because how we're made to feel but it's not how life really works mm. do you know what I mean so totally I okay. just want to add something to Callum's um, point there just that book up for me. Which one? Oh, this one. Yeah. This one. Oh, for God's sake. Cathal won't know this. Callum has written a book. Oh, no way, dude. Class. He's written a book, and I recommend that you really. You can't see the title, it's wrong. Oh, <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, The Road to Evelyn, a story. Road to Evelyn. That's my daughter's name, Cathal. That's my daughter's name. Bullying victim, psychotherapist. Amazing, brother. Wow, cool, dude. Um, I think you need to read this. It will help you understand why I love Callum so much. Ah, oh, beautiful. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't let that impact my masculinity, because... No, it makes you stronger. I have learned that even though I'm quite feminine in how I display my emotions, there is also power in being able to do 
display those emotions. Yeah, it's got masculine, yeah. Oh, you think it's fucking takes way more balls, bro? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think a phrase that's been going round my head since we last did the first episode of this was there is power in vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. There really is. You left off my two academic articles for a couple as well. Now, since we're stroking my ego for the next. Ah. <laughs> 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 I've written a couple of articles on uh, on bullying Catholic. Yeah, what I read them. Just give me my email. I'll, I'll send them over to you. Yeah, you might, you might find it interesting. You might find it like thing. Yeah, they're quite interesting. Like. A couple of kind of uh, just it might be helpful for you work as a teacher. Just some ideas of how um, but counselling might or might not help children in schools and, and my own experiences of, of bullying. Dude, yeah, you, we, I think we're in an email thread already from that. Yeah, yeah, I'll bob on them over to. Pop them over. I'd love to read them. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Also, from a teaching point of view, it'd be very helpful. Dude, thank you. Yeah. Cannot emphasize how much this guy is amazing. He's just, he's just. Yeah. I see it, man, from the two-year guys' friendship. It's beautiful to see your chemistry together. Like, you know, like, I don't get, I have a best friend. I have lots of good friends, man. And we'd be sitting down the same way Igor advises are as well. And I've no doubt you've helped each other massively as well. And it's great. And, you know, you were saying, oh, I could understand more. Or I love Callum if I read his book. Well, I love you already, bro. You're, you're a legend, man. You know, genuine and 2 like, big stars. Excellent. Yeah. So, yeah. What about you guys, though? Obviously, we know we've just... I was going to say, jokingly stroke my ego for the last five minutes. But just so jokes aside, what about you guys? What about what about toxic masculinity for you guys? Hmm, I have been affected by it, probably, mm. in the sense that my older relatives have been like, you should be acting this way. Mm. You shouldn't cry. You shouldn't yeah, yeah. show emotion. Because you come from quite a long line. That's the other thing, Cathal. Craig comes from quite a long line of kind of tradies and uh, emergency do. services, don't you, as well? So quite, yeah. quite stereotypical masculine jobs, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So policemen, mechanic, hairdressers. You know, um, and also detectives. I think mm-hmm. there's a detective mm-hmm. in there as well somewhere. So yeah, I, I've I've often been referred to as vulnerable in the sense of the fact that I am actually vulnerable mm-hmm. in that because I can't defend myself. You know, and that really got on my goat for so many years until I met this one, and he called me vulnerable to the point where I was like, okay, I'm now comfortable with it. Can we have just to put some context in there? By the way, that was not done in disabled. Is it? No, it was just ah. more from mental health and physicality perspective. Where yeah. I was saying that you can still you defend yourself, Craig. That doesn't make yeah. you any less of a man. It might be more difficult. Yeah, absolutely. It's very true as well. I also agree with that as well. It's a fact, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wasn't turning around going all disabled people are vulnerable just for the record. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it was a helpful. It was a helpful yeah. thing. Uh, it got me used to the word because it, yeah. it used to make me cringe. It used to make you rage. Mm. Yeah, rage. I, or if someone <laughs> called you vulnerable. Yeah, you'd be freaking out. Like there was a point where I just threw a pillow at you at one yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah not one of my kind of types of uh, therapy help there was it <laughs> no but uh, exposure therapy exposure works. therapy worked it did well, um, and as I say I found more power in the word vulnerable to own it is to have more power because I'm defining vulnerable myself yeah. and I think that the way in that I've taken back control of what it means to be masculine in that sense by owning my vulnerability and showing the world that yeah okay I am disabled. I have a disability. But so what? Mm. I'm just like everybody else. I have the same feelings, thoughts, and emotions, mm. you know. And needs and wants. Yeah. And uh, don't invalidate me just because of my disability, yeah. you know. Because there were times in my life where I have been invalidated because of my disability. And you know what? It probably isn't the last time. I probably will be invalidated further down the line when I'm older by other people who don't realise it. But I know that I've got the ability to bounce back and just, yeah. Mm. Uh, oh. Well said, dude. Like, yeah, like it's just that, that definition that you say, 
know, it's, you touched on things last week about this as well. Like, but at the end of the day, you felt emasculated because your disability. Uh, you know, Callum felt emasculated because of his issues. I felt emasculated because of my issues. We've all got issues, and we've all feel emasculated because of it. This is the journey again, and like, it's an empowerment. Like, being feeling masculine is also feeling empowered. So, for you to be able to define it a different way that works for you to empower you, that's what everybody does anyway. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter what who you are, or what you've done. It's like it's it's that aspect again. You have to feel it for yourself because it can't be a fe- like any feeling you get from something else is not not good it's not sustainable like you know like if you want to like beat up someone and you feel masculine again that's going to be gone as soon as you got home like you know you're, you're going to feel like a fucking loser again you're going to have to go and beat someone else up again or go drink more beers or fucking have sex with more women that's all fleeting like you know like it's, it's a the emotion of masculinity it needs to be sustainable and long longevity mm-hmm. it has to come from you and then by coming from you it empowers you it makes you feel masculine you know and like I said you're oozing masculinity when you're talking that's like that uh, Craig you know so it's a fact for everyone man you know and it's just that's so important so for me again toxic masculinity has been a blessing a fucking blessing man because it's shown me that they're not the correct way to act not the conducive way to ha- live a life full of love so once again I don't I want masculine, ma- toxic masculinity to I suppose change but at the end of the day it's, it's like all bad things in the world they're essential in some regard because how else we know the difference about how not to live unless someone else was showing us like so this, all this stuff is a paradox anyway like you know it's so confusing because I was only speaking to my girlfriend about this last night you know because my journey has been so like I don't not the word religious again where I feel there's been all these awakenings and things making sense for me and higher powers and aspects of things I do not understand taking place you know I've spoken to so many people you might have similar experiences or emotions about how your, your life is laid out so last night I just assumed because even though we're all so different maybe this is what life is all about is to go on this journey where you self self discovery you know it's been written about for 10,000 years a hero's journey like you know to go through a really really difficult time to come you know to lose everyone you loved and go through and then become the hero of your own story and, and let go and face your fears and all this so I had kind of had this maybe because I, I never believed there's going to be utopian future because if there is there's going to be no polarity then and there won't be any you know I, I don't think the utopian future is in for this lifetime maybe but then if everyone has to make it to loving themselves that probably is the utopian future so now I'm thinking maybe it's not going to happen for everybody but those people have just have, have, are just as important to anybody else because everyone's showing the people different things you know it's it's an interesting one like so yeah have I experienced toxic masculinity loads of it man you know like uh, bullying abuse fucking lots of different things because of it but did it make me feel good no but looking back at it now it was brilliant because it made me who I am now like and that's it's still so strange and like I said I was toxic toxic masculine for a long time myself as well so I had to do lots of apologies and, and I've gone through a lot of people might you've been on both life. sides haven't you Cathal which is quite quite unusual and quite unique but quite powerful quite a nice unique perspective where you can give both sides of the coin can't you it gives you extra help for sure and I just believe wholeheartedly if you're a toxic if you act behave in toxic masculinity then you're scared and you've got issues then I just have nothing but compassion for you and God bless you because why the fuck would you want to be a dickhead to someone when you could just be sound instead like it's just so much more beneficial so much easier life becomes so much better when you're just nice like you know what I mean it's just that empathy isn't it that ability to as Carl Rogers says to bring it mm. back to counselling to mm. into somebody else's world yeah creep around gently and then leave again yeah I think that was a you use the word creep <laughs> Walk around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could just have this like small picture of Greg coming into my brain and I'd, like look around. around like wow, this is amazing. <laughs> it's Craig in the window. <laughs> to be fair, I wouldn't mind doing that. 
because then that would oh. reassure me that basically my brain is normal as well. Oh, so, everyone's brain is normal, bro. That's a fact. Like, yeah. and and then we come to the the support that's available for some men at the moment. Uh, mm. We always like to do this at the end of an episode. Is awesome. to signpost listeners if they need support. Yeah. And mental, as we've discussed, mental Mondays are a thing yeah. online and in person. We often do the Stockport Circle. I think that's every other Monday or possibly Tuesday. But Monday nights is definitely online. There's Thursday nights in Crewe and in Congleton. And um, Alan will be pleased to know Congleton mm-hmm. has one. Spiritual yeah. home away from home. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's Calm, which is Campaign Against Living Measurably, off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Cool. There is also the Samaritans, who are phenomenal. They're Great organisation, yeah. There is Mind. Uh, can't emphasise enough how much mind does for advocating mental health for everybody. Particularly men's mental health. Though. Yeah. Right. They were one of the pioneer, early pioneers of mental, mm. mental health, actually. I think they were the first people to release the, you know, the suicide statistics of the 84 men a week. So, mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well ahead of the game. There's also in Stockport, there's an open, there is a company called Open Door, which is a walk-in centre, which is open, I believe it's 24-7 in mm. some ways. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to you, Cathal, are there any particular mental health charities specific to Ireland? Yeah, there's a fantastic one specifically that's called Pieda House. So they work with people from mental health issues, depression as well. There's a, there's a very famous walk called Darkness into Light. I'm not sure if you ever heard about it before, but it, it's run every year. Basically, the walk starts at around maybe half past three, four, four o'clock in the morning, maybe a bit later, and you walk five kilometers and like, you know, halfway, it's, it's nighttime when everyone starts. We're using candles. It's very beautiful. Their, their color is yellow is the colour of the company and then as you're walking the, the, the sun comes up like you know and literally you go from darkness into light and obviously it's the metaphor from from walking into the light and away darkness they're a great organisation Novus is an organisation as well that works with the homeless as well in Ireland very very important organisation and just in my small in the city of Limerick there's a place called Grove as well that's that's good for, for people for, for struggling mentally I know people have used that services as well so they're out there you know we need more of them but the first thing people need to do is unfortunately no one can take the first step for you like you know it's the same for mental we're always saying that we want if you know of anyone that benefit the service please come along but they have to do it for themselves and it's the first taking off the bandage reopening the wound whatever you want to call it like you know it's it's a gutsy thing to do but I've yet to meet anyone who didn't benefit from doing any of the things we've spoken about dude you've memorised that script Ah, fact about a kid. <laughs> We're at the end, aren't we? What, we are. what an episode. What double episode. What a double yeah, episode. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure to have you, Kathleen. Yeah, we really loved has. it. And please come again. For sure, guys. Definitely. And you know, you've kind of really lit a fire in, in my belly about this stuff last week as well because a friend of mine wanted me to go on his podcast and a few other people were asking me about it. You're, I told you you're my first one. So, oh. like, I'll always have that. And uh, yeah, yeah anything. <laughs> yeah, fact about it as well. Like, you know, very masculine, isn't it? Like, <laughs> Hopefully, we treated you with respect. <laughs> oh, you certainly did. And I consented to us, so that was Absolutely. very well. There you go. <laughs> it's all good. All good. Uh, but if you ever, as, as well, Kathleen, if you ever if you ever do your own podcast and that you ever want guests, just, just sound out to us. That's what we're here for. for sure. Definitely, guys. Like, oh, I'd like to once again, you know, send me on those things on the email. Um, Callum, cool. I'd love to read them as well. Craig, I'll be seeing you, hoping not to this in future, Absolutely. maybe in the physical future as well. And uh, yeah, look forward to hearing this. Look, because I also want to put this out there. And I'm gonna, I've been sharing your podcast with people as well, just because once again. Well, thank you. 
bring, bring on the content, bring on the men sharing. It's fantastic. And for if everyone. you have any suggestions for future episodes that we should do, yes, please. Fire, fire. 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 Oh, yeah, I had other guests that you might like to talk oh, about. Oh, well. yeah, please bring them. Send them over. Yeah, that's what, we're, that's what we're here for. And the same goes to our listeners. If you think that there is an episode that we haven't done for mental health awareness mm. and we need to do it, let us know. You can contact us at the Therapy Files Podcast at gmail.com. And with that, we'll say goodbye. We will. Farewell, everyone. See you next week. Thank you for listening. Slong a fall from Ireland. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Peace out.